All right, happy new year to every one of you. So good to see many of you actually. I was just thinking in my mind, okay, last night must have been a late night for uh, many of us and I was doubtful that you would be here in the church today. But I'm so grateful to the Lord to see many of you here. And uh, by the very fact that you are here this morning is to show that you love the Lord Jesus Christ and you have come to present yourself, your physical body here, just to surrender to God as we begin the new year. And thank you for the wonderful testimonies. They are so encouraging. And it's such a blessing to hear what God has been doing and is doing. And I'm also grateful to the Lord because my younger son is with me at church today. He missed uh, Christmas Day because he was ill. And normally we would have a family picture on Christmas Day, but we missed it. But today we had to compensate that. I thank Brother Vikrant. We asked him to take a picture. So thank God for that. And I was also, I'm also grateful for last night, for technology, especially because uh, we were able to connect with my uh, mother, who is over 85 years old in the village and my brother in Agartala, and uh, we had a small little family gathering, and I wanted my mom to pray, because, you know, she's quite aged, as Sister Pratibha also mentioned, when you have elderly parents, there are always those concerns that we have. So it was such a beautiful time that we could spend together last night, and she prayed for us. So it was a joy. And... Today, as I said, the 1st of January 2023, it's right here, my brothers and sisters. We begin this new year. So as a little boy, maybe sometime around 1980s, about 40 years ago, I would not be able to even imagine where I would be, what I would do, how I would look like, because that was just too far away. But then as we do life and get busy with everything, we don't realize how time passes. It just passes off so fast. It feels like as though it just zipped by. I don't know how the younger folks feel, but as you grow older, we realize that time passes off much faster. I've also transformed from a young guy in college with a lot of hair to a progressive balding hair now and I'm sure some of you can identify that with me as well so that's how time passes off so fast I'm not sure how it is with you but for me life seems to be like a wilderness journey of the Israelites there are ups and downs there are mountaintop experiences and there are times when you go down to the ravines. But the journey is on and will reach that ultimate destination of life one day. If you think that you have figured it all out about your life, the future and how it's all going to play out, let me know I might need your help. We need to make the best use of our lives each day as times and tide waits for none as the saying goes new year is always a time for introspection at the same time 
we like to assess ourselves and see if we have followed the roadmap that we have planned. How about the resolutions that we made? Have we achieved all of it? Half of it? A quarter of it? Introspection is good as it is the catalyst that brings out our weaknesses and to understand as to where we have failed and then to make changes and fine tunings that are needed so that we can do better each year. Each year we need to do better. And today is not a day to feel horrible about ourselves. We might have failed in many areas, but today is a day to come before the Lord and to surrender to Him as He is the one who holds our future. We can have a broad plan for this year with goals and targets, but do you know for sure they're all going to pan out exactly the way you have planned? We actually really, really don't know. We are so blessed and privileged because we can surrender all, surrender all our plans to the one who knows it all, to the one who is omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent, the Alpha and Omega. These are theological terminologies that we would like to use. Actually, God is beyond description. It is to this God that I'm encouraging you to put all your trust for he is trustworthy. And for our church, DBF Dwarka, as a corporate body of Christ, I would like to mention few things by way of a reminder, especially our vision statement that we have beautifully drafted. It is not a statement that has evolved from the brilliant minds of some people. We need to believe that it is from the Lord. It is from the Lord. And I'm not sure if you remember it at all, but I would like to remind us of that. We envision a Christ-centered spiritual community, passionate for the glory of God in all things. Envision. What is it that we want to see? We want to see a Christ-centered. When we say Christ-centered, it means we are to be Christ-centric. Jesus at the center of all things. He has to be right at the center. How about spiritual community? This community is not like any other communities that are there. It is the blood of Christ that has made us all one family. We are a community from different race, culture, color, dialects, and many more. It is this spiritual community. How about passionate for the glory of God? Not sure how passionate we are for the glory of God. Maybe I'm also guilty of it many times. We are passionate for many things most of the times but for the glory of God not sure about that in all things 
That's a tough statement. Everything that I do should lead to the glory of God. Everything. Everything. My life in my house, as a father, as a parent, as an employee, as an employer, wherever you are. We are to be passionate for the glory of God in all things, in everything that we do. If, as we go to work, let us glorify God through our works and let's be passionate about it and serve God through our work. In order to achieve the vision, we also need to take care of few practical steps. We are to gather, grow, give and go. This is what, as a church, we need to do. I'm reminding us of this again as we begin this new year. Gather is what we are doing this morning. It's so important that all of us need to come on a Sunday morning to worship God corporately and to encourage one another, fellowship with, that, with each other, and also to listen to God's word. And then we have live groups, and then we have those children gatherings, the young adults, and the silver line. So many of those gatherings are so important. Secondly, we are also to grow. How are we to grow? If we do not gather, we will not grow. So it is important that we gather and then we grow. We learn from God's word and that's how we would grow. And thirdly, we are to give. Give our resources, not only money, our time and ourselves by serving God. And lastly, we are to also go. Some of us have been called to go full time, but some of us can also be there and participate in the going by praying for those who are in the mission field, by giving towards the needs that are there, and also to encourage them continuously. Is it already too much that I'm asking of you? But you know what Matthew 17, 13 says? I love this passage. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. Do you want life? Yes, I think we all want life. But the way is narrow, my brothers and sisters. Let's not assume and think that we will just be jaywalking towards eternity. No, no, no. We have been in, the Bible clearly has mentioned it here. There is, that there is a broad way and a narrow way. So what does it mean? That there are going to be more people into that broad way. And fewer in that narrow way. I'm so happy that today few of us are here that have chosen to walk that narrow path and that is why you are here this morning and surrendering our lives to God. The scripture has already been read to us from Isaiah 40, 28 to 31. In ESV it says, 
but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. And in NLT, New Living Translation, it says, but those who trust. Some version might say those who hope in the Lord. They don't contradict. They are all the same. And in earlier, in verse 28, it says, have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and to him who has no might, he increases strength. In order to understand how to wait upon the Lord accurately, we must see what the purpose of using an eagle to explain the act of waiting upon the Lord is. Now legend says that an eagle at the age of 30 to 50, you might have heard this, flies to a high place and there it endures a harsh trial of, en of endurance and change. It can't fly because its feathers are overgrown. Therefore, it plucks all the feathers from its body. It plucks its talons from its feet because the talons have grown curled and useless. Its beak has grown too long and curled. It breaks its beak against a rock. Defenseless. It cries out and waits for the time of renewal. And then they say, the other eagles would hear its cry. And they would come to the aid. They fly overhead, scaring off predators. And they bring food to their incapacitated friend. What does it mean to wait? Now in Hebrew, a word that has been used is kawa. Now the figurative meaning of the word is to bind together like a cord. It's not binding a bundle of sticks, but it's that cord. It's like one of that strand that binds along with the other strands of strings. That's what it really means. The more strands that are twisted or woven together in a rope, the greater its strength. And the literal meaning of the word is hope. It simply means that we are to wind ourselves with our master, the Lord Jesus, our God, our creator. Once we do that, we will be strong it will not be easily broken. Like it happens to eagle, God makes us to go through harsh trials of endurance and change. This is necessary to shape our Christian character and faith. In such times, we need to unite with the Lord like strands of a rope by waiting upon him. This unity renews our strength. There are just three things that I quickly want us to go through. The first one, let God be your only hope. Nothing else, it should be only God. 
Jesus had told the paralytic, get up, pick up your mat and go home. We find that in Matthew chapter 9 verse 6. This man had only two possessions. The clothes he wore and the mat. In Jesus' day, paralytics were left to beg in the street. They were not allowed anywhere else. This was their only way of survival. The mat on which this man begged was his only hope. He slept on it, rested on it, and watched the world pass by. He was ordered to put away that mat and to put his hope in Jesus. It was that mat on which he had hoped all along. He would beg and find food. But Jesus told him, pick up your mat, keep it away and follow me. How about Jehoshaphat's prayer in 2 Chronicles 20:12? Our eyes are set upon you. God is our only hope. My eyes are ever on the Lord, for only he will release my feet from the snare. That's what the psalmist says. When Jehoshaphat prayed this prayer, the Moabites, the Ammonites, and the Meunites came against Jehoshaphat. And he was afraid, so he sought help from the Lord. Our eyes are set upon you. Have you kept your hope in someone or something other than God? We keep our hope in man all the time. But today God is reminding us to put our hope and trust in him alone. Do you remember that him in Christ the solid rock I stand all other ground is sinking sand in Christ the solid rock I stand secondly be still and be alone with God Psalms 4610 be still and know that I am Lord. Elijah was also discouraged and stressed out. He had sent away his servant and he walked to a cave in the holy mountain. Obviously God wanted to renew his weak servant's strength. God stirred up nature, yet God wasn't there in the windstorm. God wasn't there in the earthquake oh, and God wasn't there. In the fire it is only in the stillness that God was there with Elijah Elijah's strength to serve God was renewed after his fresh encounter with God and thirdly this is what I always talk about submit to God's sovereignty Above, all, above or superior to all others, supreme in power, rank or authority. God works in his own time and way. In Isaiah 55, 8 to 9, it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. 
For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So as we begin the new year, my brothers and sisters, let God be your hope. Be still and be alone with God and submit to God's sovereignty. I would like to close now, but I would also like to pray for each and every one of us at this time. I would like us to be on our feet as we surrender our lives this year to God. Let us take this time to surrender ourselves to the Almighty God and ask us to lead us on. And as we close our eyes, I will read this old song which I feel is so appropriate as we begin the new year and put our trust in God alone. Many of you will know this song. I know who holds tomorrow. I don't know about tomorrow. I just live for day to day. I don't borrow from the sunshine for its skies may turn to gray. I don't worry over the future for I know what Jesus said and today I'll walk beside him for he knows what lies ahead. Many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand but I know who holds tomorrow and I know who holds my hand. Every step is getting brighter as the golden stairs I climb. Every burden's getting lighter. Every cloud is silver lined. There the sun is always shining. There's no tear will dim the eye at the ending of the rainbow where the mountains touch the sky. Many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand but I know who holds tomorrow and I know who holds my hands. But they who wait or trust for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much for the past. There were times that were good. There were times that were so stressful. But you have taken us thus far. And the very fact that today we are here standing before you and surrendering our lives as we begin this new year, we are so grateful to you for your goodness. Father, I pray that this year you would lead us on again. Just as the song says, we do not know the future. We can only plan, make resolutions, make a roadmap as to what we want to achieve. But there is no guarantee that everything is going to be fulfilled. But we can guarantee of only one thing, that you are there. You are going to hold us. 
you are going to lead us and you know our future and in you we can put our trust and I pray that we would learn to trust wait and put our hope in you so that we might soar like the eagle father I pray that this year would be a blessed year again as your people as we stand and surrender our lives to you again may you come and bless us again this year help us to be closer to you this year help us to be more committed to your church more I pray that we might find great success this year in what we are pursuing and I pray that we may be able to come back to the end of the year to thank you for your goodness again we thank you for your word that encourages us all the time in Jesus name with thanksgiving we pray and God's people say amen amen, amen. and a very happy new year to all of you again and God bless you and we will sing some songs again in closing and I'd like to ask the team to come forward please take your seat thank you very much <laughs>